33. Tell me something good. Everybody you know, they tell me life don't come with no manual, so we're going to take it a day at a time. Man, by the time you got here, man, light your cigar, do whatever you got to do. Get comfortable so we can get this game going. Oh, shit, what do you need to come out? Man, just hold your man, man. That's all you got to do. Play some defense. Man, too late, man. Domino, game. at it again got a, got, a, got a good one for you out of there I think this one's going to be very uh, you're going to get some knowledge out of it because I got some knowledge out of him I met him about probably about, about three or four years back so I got some good knowledge out of him at one point in time we're going to talk about it um, thank y'all for tuning in to the Good Days Great Nights podcast of course uh, got my guy in it's a rule of thumb we don't never really ask you your name because we base it off of something else you know what I'm saying but at the same time um, we use music to kind of tell you a little bit about the person because everybody bases you off of your accolades, okay. what you've done, what you haven't done, what they heard about you. Okay. It's a dude on the stoplight. He swear he know you, but he really don't know you. He just know based off what he heard. So uh, we was talking. So we're going to take a trip. So you got a choice. Either we can take a trip in the, in the U.S. or whatever, or we can be getting off the plane, and it's a group of us, a guy's trip, and we're going somewhere. You get to pick the place we're going. Where you want to go? We're going to Greece. Okay, we're going to Greece. We're going to go to Greece. All right, yeah, so check this out. So we in the um, we in the bourbon. We get the rental and everything. Okay. I know you. Other cats, everybody. We we bringing you bringing your partners. I'm bringing my partners. We on our way to the to the to the to the resort, uh-huh. say or whatever. And uh, they got to get to know you. If you have five songs to tell who you are, maybe what you've been through, what you've seen, or when you think about this, it make you think about like family, nieces, nephews, kids, neighborhood, whatever. Okay. What would those five songs be? Five songs. Uh, the first one I'm gonna go with is uh, Ti, my type. Okay. Tell me about it. It's basically uh, he basically saying um, when I die, you never meet a nigga my type. Okay. So it's basically a rare breed. Okay. Uh, if I had another one, uh, I'm gonna say uh. Again. Okay. Live in the sky. Okay. That's uh, a Give me a little bit, just so they don't know. Uh, why, I relate, why I relate to you. I mean, he, he rapped about his loved ones that he lost, and I done lost a lot of loved ones. So okay. It's one of my emotional songs, so I'm going to follow it up with Dreaming by Jeezy. Okay. Same same thing right there. Okay. Um, Let me see. Boys to Man Mama. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I lost my mama, so that's one of my songs. All right. And if I uh if I had to pick a fifth one, see man, you put me on the spot. Man. That's what it's built for. It's so many songs, man. Uh, uh, shit, man, shit. Like I tell everybody, you got to balance it out. You didn't wrap me all the way down. You gave me mama. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing just in case, you know. You want to slow it down and the night moving fast. If not, give me what you got. And you know what? I'm gonna go uh, Isley Brothers' Voice to Atlantis. 
Okay, that's live my, version. That's my joint. Live version. You live version. Uh, radio version. Out. That's just that's just my joint. So okay, okay, okay. Just, just, that just uh, represent my smooth side. That's just smooth. Yeah, <laughs> that's just smooth side. Okay. A lot of people don't get to see that. I've been showing it a lot lately. You know what I'm saying? I see you. I see you've been coming through man, has and everything. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So we got two TIs, um, and in the sense of uh, losing losing one, you losing your loved ones. Yeah. And the other one is just being authentic, being real. Uh-huh. We got uh, Jeezy Dreaming. Yeah. So it just flows into that. Yeah. And then we got Mama. Uh-huh. And just to, you know, so kind of keep the memory going. Yeah. And then Osley to, to balance it all out. Yeah. Old school, man. Old school. Okay. That's so no doubt. So without further ado, uh, let me uh, tell everybody who I got in the building today. I got the great T. Irvin. Uh, you got a couple handles. What else you go by, man? Uh, T. Irvin, um, Sir T. The OG. Okay. Uh, the artist formerly known as Cuddy Low. Okay. That's about it. They can get the rest later. All right. Okay. So um, I love the music choice, and I love the fact that you took it um, to a place outside of the U.S. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, and I think the reason why that's important, man, is just uh, where we come from. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, in the sense of that, kind of tell them where you're from. Uh, I'm from the east side of Kansas City. Okay. 24th Street to be exact. All right. But, you know, it's no different than no other neighborhood. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? We've seen things that we shouldn't have seen at a young age, but, you know, we made it out. So mm-hmm. I still travel through it probably like once a week just to keep, keep myself fresh. humble. Yeah, keep myself humble. That's cool. Okay. So, like, growing up as a kid, what was it What was it like? Like, give me some just, like, the good times. Like, you know, when we when you had little, but it was a lot. Um. I mean, my childhood was pretty. It was pretty cool, man. You know what I'm saying? We I got a big family. Yeah. So I'm like I'm the youngest of five. Okay. So uh, I had a lot. Of, like I got a lot of nieces and nephews. So I never had little sisters, but all my nieces and nephews was like my little sister. So we always it was always somebody's living with us. So you know what I'm saying? You don't know you're poor when you win it. You yeah. Know what I'm you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So it, I mean, my childhood was cool. Okay. Up yeah. until eight. Once eight hit, that's when I started getting losses. But up until eight, it was cool. Okay, that's cool. So, um, me, uh, I'm actually from uh, Wanda County originally. You know what I'm saying? So, growing up, it was uh, it was blue collar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My dad worked a lot. My mom worked a lot. So, growing up as well, you didn't understand, like, the haves and the have-nots. You right. just living. So, everything that you wanted, you know, you had to earn, of course. But then, after the, you know, after that, it was one of them things where you just kind of seen it for what it was and how it was and things like that. So, it was cool. But um, just uh, overall, it's cool. So uh, hold on one second, man. We at the uh, with the pure uh, pure lounge down here on Thirty Fourth and Main. I got my guy. He just stepped over here. Tell me a little bit about it, my guy. Introduce yourself, man. Evan, owner of Pure Hoop Lounge. Uh, you know, come through. Open uh, Tuesday through Sunday, man. Got hoop, got drinks. Well, non alcohol beverages. Yeah. So, you know, come through. No doubt. So What's the address. Thirty Four Nineteen Main. Okay. And what flavor is this today? What we got? 19, man. I think this is a Sex on the Beach. Uh-huh. Sex on the Beach? Yeah, Sex on the Beach. Okay. A lot of women like that. A lot of women like that. Okay, got a smooth taste. Appreciate you, big brother. Uh, yeah, I forgot one of my names, my new handle, TV Shooting. TV Shooting? Yeah, TV Shooting. Long distance. Yeah. On the parking lot. Yeah, that got several meanings to it. Got you. Yeah. Okay, so in that in the childhood sense of it and how we balance everything that we kind of deal with man I just asked a few questions cuz we don't have the answers to everything mm-hmm. as we're coming into it so now with the next generation coming into it it's important and I'm not talking about 
like our kids, I'm talking about the two kids, the two generations after them. Yeah. They're gonna need some guidance because it's gonna change again. You know what I'm saying? Because we're gonna master this. They're gonna master it. The young millennium's gonna do it. It's gonna change. It's gonna change again, but it's gonna come back around. Yeah. You know, so a lot of stuff is coming back around. So when you're looking at life, um, got a you know regular nine to five. Mm-hmm. Also got a uh, got something else you're passionate about. What's that? What else you do? I'm a photography company. Okay. Actually, I got two full time jobs. Two full time. Right yeah. Okay. So like with that man, you doing that? You working? You uh, taking care of nieces and nephews and everything like that family, right? right? How do you balance the photography where it doesn't get in the way with the main job and you still have a personal life? Man, that's the hardest part I'm still trying to figure out, man. I work myself too much. Uh-huh. So I ain't really mastered it yet. I'd be lying if I said I had. Right, right, right. So is it like more or less of learning to say no? How do you, how do you, cali- you know, how do you balance it? Put it in the cali- you know, some categories and stuff like that. Now that I've been doing it for a while, about 10 years, I can I can pick and choose what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Okay. And I uh, it just depends on my goals for that month for real. If I'm take a lot of shoots or not, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm learning now that I'm older to rest a little bit. How important rest is, mm-hmm. so I don't shoot as much as I used to, but I still shoot a lot. Okay. So. That's dope. Okay. So like when you first started it, was what, what was it on the Polaroid joint with the shaking joint, or how nah, did we nah, get into nah, it? Nah. Like what, how did you fall in love with the whole photography thing? Man, to keep it funky, man, I was doing music. Okay. And, uh, and my guy started shooting music videos. Okay. And when I seen they were shooting music videos with a camera, I was like, oh, what's that? I started asking questions. So I went and bought me a camera. You know what I'm saying? I bought my first camera actually to do videos. Okay. And then, uh, so when I started doing videos, me and my cousin, we just, I just, we just slowed down. So I just slowly started taking pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first start something, people don't take you serious. So right. I used to put my joint on a tripod and take pictures of myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I used to hate taking pictures, so I, but I... Put the joint on the tripod and start getting better and better. And next thing you know, people start fucking with me. Okay, okay. So like when you look at it, when you look back at some of your old work and you look at it trash, now, that shit is trash. But like, but I, I keep it though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I go back and look at it often. I still got them on my hard drive. Yeah, I go back and look at it and just see my progression. Okay, you know okay. Saying? So like that, what was the moment where you knew it had shifted? Like where you like. And I mean, I, not even to be like arrogant or cocky or nothing like that or boasting or bragging, where you knew, like, man, this is finally paying off. Where I, had to, where I stopped promoting myself and I was getting all word of mouth. And see, that's major. Yeah, that's all, major. All word of mouth. Like, I hardly ever promote myself. Yeah. I'll be forgetting to, but I get word of mouth. When you do good business and, you know what I'm saying, good energy on the shoots, people tell, them, tell people about you. Right. So that probably is around. Um, I started in like 2010, 2011. So about 2013, 2014, people started fucking with me. Gotcha. So what was the biggest the biggest one you think you've done? Or you think all of them are big? Yeah, I love them all. Okay. I got clients that I've been shooting since they was, like, they probably, like, got kids that's, like, 10 now or something. I've been shooting that's since dope. they was little. That's dope. So they, my repeat clients, I probably got about eight of them. That's dope. That's dope. That's cool, man. I think um, even with this, man, it's hard for me to even learn this whole, like, yeah. promoting thing. Because I feel like if it's, if it's organic and it's real, then they should fool with you. So, like... But I understand you got to do the legwork. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it how you want it. You know what right. I'm it ain't gonna come how you want it because you you feel like you'd be more entitled than what you. Because you're like I'm doing the work, but they don't see what you do behind yeah. the scenes. They just see the final product, and either they fuck with you or they don't. Right. That's, that's what I had to learn. That's real. That's real. Okay. So like right now, like as far as like uh, like marriage and like relationships and all of that, like how do you how do you gauge that? How do you look at it now? Is it kind of like is it like a uh, 
falling in love is easy or are you kind of like just waiting on the right time or how's uh, that going? Ooh, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm an I'm a, I'm a, uh, organic person, so I don't rush nothing. Yeah. Like I really only had two relationships in my life. Right. Like two real relationships. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's hard when you be by yourself for so long. Right. It's hard to get out your comfort zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I date here and there. Gotcha. It, it's just, you know what I'm saying? A lot, of, a lot of people don't understand your work. Like when you got a job. Business, right, right. It's hard to make time for other people. You know what I'm saying. So when you get your me time, you be chilling. I right. be forgetting to call people and shit like that. And then you next thing you know, I ain't talking to them no more. Right. And no, I didn't. But it, to keep it funky, it ain't out the books though. Like, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, saying occasionally, I think because I think when when a lot of people look at men, they think that they like scared of it. Yeah. No, I ain't scared. I ain't scared of it. Mm-hmm. I, I embrace. I just want to. I treat relationships like people should treat marriage. Right. That's why I don't just get me the chicken in too much later we're in a relationship. Like, I want to get to, to really? Really know you. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't, I, don't, I don't cheat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm single, I do what I want to do. But if I, if I make you my girl. You my girl, lock my it girl. down. Yeah, so I take that shit serious. That's what's up. Did you grow up? Did you grow up seeing marriage as a uh, kid? Not, uh, yeah, my brother been married about 34 years. How, how was that? Like, looking at your brother and seeing him doing that, is it like that's a role? Like, that's a staple, a blueprint of it? Or you just kind of like, yeah, I don't want to really go through some of them where you just how you look um, at it. I really, man, I wasn't really paying attention to it like that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm my mom's only child that ain't married now. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm the youngest, but I didn't really pay attention. But I seen, what I what I got from it was, it's, it's can you make it through the hard times? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen them argue and shit. They ain't argue a lot, but I seen them argue. He was in the Army. Right. I used to go on the Army base with them and shit. So I was like, they fourth child. You know what I'm right. saying? So. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, but I seen them, like, I ain't never heard. They kept their business, their business. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they had any cheating scandals or none of that shit. They didn't, the family don't know about it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. But I learned a lot. I mean, I think that's the best thing going, though, because you got to kind of keep it private. I think when we put people into it, I mean, I was guilty of that a lot of times, man. I would ask people's advice and opinion versus going to God with it or going to, like, one or two people. You know, yeah. you asking other people because you want to make sure you get the answer. Yeah. So, as you're looking at it and you're gauging it, you're like, man, I just need some guidance. Because this thing, like life period, don't come with no manual. So then when no you're looking at it all the time. So when you're looking at marriage, that's two people coming together. And they got to kind of bend and, you know, send a maneuver and, and do that. Yeah. So that way you can live your best life and take those trips and, and build a family and kids like that. You, you don't have kids or nothing like that, right? Yeah, I got a daughter. You have a daughter? Yeah. Just one? I got, I got a daughter that passed away and then a daughter I'm raising. Okay. So that's so six, 16 and 13. Six, 16 and 13. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, with your daughter that passed, like how, like how did that change you as a as a as a father? Like when you now when you're raising the you know the, the daughter that you have now. Yeah, um, it, 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 I got something called parental paranoia. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want you don't want your kid to right. catch a sight or go over nobody's house or none of that because you you know what I'm saying? Like because the daughter I'm raising now is my stepdaughter. Yeah, but I don't do well. Yeah, we don't, don't say do step. step type. You got a bonus, but. Keep it, I met her when she was five. Right. So to keep it funky, like when I lost my daughter, it made me scared to bring another kid into the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like I feel like I failed. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Because she died in my presence, so I feel like I failed. And I, I was like, man, I can't bring another kid into this world. What if this happened? What if that happened? What if the, I can't find the right girl to bring? So you know what I'm saying? So I just that was one of the reasons I didn't get into a relationship for real either. No, I mean that's real because I think now I got you know something you know I got a, I got a twelve and a two year old. Uh-huh. I don't know if I can never bring kids into the world again because of the blending of it and then the fact of, like, you don't want one to feel like you're giving more attention than the other one and all of that, and then you don't want it to be a thing of, like, 
feeling like, hey, how when you're not able to protect them? Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, I really get that because that's really my biggest thing. Like, I'm more I'm more keen to give a person a pass when I'm by myself, not even like on no tough guy stuff. Yeah. Then I went with my kids because right. when my kids is like, hey man, I, they gotta go ahead and keep on because they ain't got a chance to tell their story. They ain't got a chance to make a legacy for themselves. Right. So I'm more of that. So I think, man, um, did did it um did it did it harden you in a way? Because I think with me, because okay, so my daughter is a twin. Mm-hmm. My oldest, she's a twin. So six months into it, it was a stillborn. So we lost one. Uh-huh. So for a long time, man, when I used to see my daughter as a kid in the back seat, man, she would be talking, and I'm like, man, and looking in the sky, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, she gotta be talking so, to her sister, yeah, you know, yeah. say talking to her yeah. sister. It was a better part of her. So for a long time, man, and that's why the ten year gap is there because yeah. I was I was scared. messed up, yeah. Scared, yeah, yeah. I was messed up, man. And then when you raising little girls, and they seeing a man, especially a black man. Raising them, it's important that you give them those those morals, those principles, those values, but you give it to them very transparent in time. Like, you, you want them to be as naive as they can as they coming up because, like you said, we've seen things that we wasn't supposed to see yeah. early on. So right. now you don't want them to see too much. And with this Internet. It's hard to keep them away from It's hard. You. It's real. It's very hard to keep them away from you. Um, you said that it hardened me. Um, the messed up part, man, um, I lost my daughter two years after I lost my mom. So I was still um, grieving when that happened. Right. So like most of them years, 05, 06, it's 05, and I lost her in 07. So like 08 through 010, it's like a lot of that shit is a blur. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember certain parts of it, but I don't remember a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? I had, you know, you had them suicidal thoughts and shit like that because you failed. Woo, woo, woo. But uh, other than that, like it, it, it changed me. And then eventually it changed me for the better. Like that's what eventually made me start tackling knowledge and shit. I'm like, I can't just go on being the same, drinking every. Weekend with the homies and shit. Like, I couldn't do that shit no more. Right. So I had to, that's when I started picking up books and shit and trying to change my life. Right. So speaking on that book stuff, man, let me tell them something, man. I want them to understand. You was, like, one of the coolest cats to me, not because of just, like, the rapping, how you carried yourself as a man. You had a job and you wasn't ashamed of your job. You was cool with what you did. Nah. But I remember one day I'm at the desk, you know what I'm saying, you coming past me, bro. And you like, hey, what's that book? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, ah, oh, it was like I think it was purpose driven or something like that. And uh you pulled out that uh you pulled out that hundred dollar bill out your wallet, the uh the law of attraction thing. Yeah. Do you still got it? A hundred dollar bill? Yeah, I got a hundred dollar bill in my wallet right now. The, the one that was in the with the tape on it? Uh I don't know if I got that one no more, but I still got so, it. So so you went from the from the from that one to always keeping it in your wallet right yeah. now. Yeah. So that like I think that was dope, but then you also gave me something, man. You gave me this um it's Google Drive, and it I'll had all those books, and it gave me all them books, man. And uh, I guess my thing is, what made you, what made you say I'm gonna give this to him? And I know you had said you had gave it to other people. And I just wanted to spread knowledge, man. Like, mm-hmm. like as a as a young black man, they say we don't don't gain knowledge until we go to jail. So my main reason for start reading was like I don't want to have to go to jail to sit mm-hmm. down and read. So I start sitting down. And read. I probably was like 27. Yeah, and I start just I just start tackling books. I think. The first book I got, I want to say it was uh, Think and Grow Rich. Okay. And then I just started following that. Then I watched a movie called The Secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you yeah. About that. And I started following all the people that was on The Secret, started getting their books, and then it just graduated to biographies and everything. Like, I don't read a lot of fiction books. I just right. read a lot of those. And, man, you gave me The Secret, bro, and I'm going to tell you something, man. Um, even on, a, like, a religious level in on that. Man, I uh, I went to I went to my apostle. I, I was he was because I was geeked about it when I read it. When I read the magic, I read the book. It was like twenty eight days, man, and it 
it gave me so much of understanding and, and being able to say like what I'm grateful for. So, you know, on the magic, you got to write every day ten things you're grateful for. You got to have the magic rocks. You got to have the energy. And when I gave it to him, he didn't. He didn't even like look at me on some like, nah, that's this, this, this. He was like, nah, energy. He, he got it. Okay. He was like, energy is God. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it yeah, was like yeah, one of them right. things where he was like, man, energy is God. So since energy is God, he was like, hey, I get where you're going with it, but just remember what it is. You know, send the balance of it, man. And I and I gave, I, man, I think I gave that book to about ten people. Yeah. And one of my guys, I just gave it to him recently. And when I gave it to him recently or whatever, he been writing it. Kind of looking down at it and everything like that and seeing it. And then once he started seeing it, he called me like, bro, this book is crazy. Because mm-hmm. I think I had to write I a check. I read that check. That's the, the second part of the secret, right? The second yeah. part to the secret, man. So, Because I, I watched the secret. I watched it on, uh, I think, YouTube. You yeah. like watching on YouTube. And I watched it. And then the movie came out. They had the movie come out from last year, year before last. And I watched it. And it was like crazy how the lady house was doing and all of that stuff yeah, I like that. that. I watched that movie. And yeah. it, man, it, it gave me a lot of insight. So for you know, what I'm saying just I want to give you a flowers and that all them books you gave me, bro, was like needed. And I didn't know that I was gonna need them later on because when I was looking at them, I'm like, okay, I got this, I got this. But when I start going through things, yeah. and I went back to that God and I started looking at them PDFs, man, I'm like, dang, I got this book already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we had we had read um, we read the Way of Superior Man. Yeah, that's. I ain't finished it, but I'm halfway through it. That's a powerful book. Man, that's a and powerful book. It gave me so much game in the sense of like as a man. And it's then, on that PDF? Yeah. It's, no, I think it, I think it's it's on there. I bought that outright. It's I on there. I didn't know it's on there. Man, I bought it and I bought it on audio. Mm-hmm. So when I'm moving and grooving, sometimes I go back to it as a reference point. It's on my phone right now. Yeah, and it's it's one of the ones, man, where you just be like, dang man, because it was giving like I think it was one part where like how you talk to your boss, how you talk to other man, how you talk to your friends, like yeah. hold them accountable and everything, and your dreams, yeah, and like not letting people change your dreams. Facts. And that that book that book helped me a lot. So, bro, I always that's one of the main reasons why, like, I always when I see you doing stuff, I always go back to that uh-huh. because I remember my guy before he was like, man, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take trips more. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give me a, a new ride. I'm gonna be able to be on the scene as an OG. I'm gonna be able to walk around and do my thing. So it was one of them type of deals. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So definitely, in that sense and of the, it. the crazy part about it, man. Sometimes you forget that you said you was gonna do certain stuff. Right, right, right. Because it ain't, it ain't always gonna happen on your time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I said, when I got my last car, yeah, I forgot that I was even posting about it five years before. Until you, know you went back on your history, and time? I went back and looked, and I was uh-huh. like, I said I was gonna do this. Yeah, and I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that I ever really put my mind to, yeah, I did. So they said, you know what I'm saying. So now I'm setting bigger goals. Right now, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put them out there yet. Cause you know what I'm saying. But I got bigger goals. We are gonna see if they come to fruition. Okay, hold on one second. I'm trying to figure out what my guy got me going on, man. Now we good. We good. Okay. His faith. Ah, oh, well, let me make sure I move it, man. I gotta make sure we get it shine. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, we gotta make sure my dog get it, get all his GQ pictures and stuff. Is he, is he better now? I'm in there. He in there? Okay, I just want to make sure, man. I want to make sure he get all of his. So, um, with the car, man, I can I can kind of relate, man. Uh, last year was the first time I was able to walk into a dealership. Yeah. With no co-signer. Facts. Uh, some, good, some, some, some money down. Good, and they called me Mr. Garner when I walked in and left out. Because yeah. at first they was kind of like hesitant. Yeah. Until but they check your credit. When they check that credit score, and uh, when they when they was, I was like, uh, they were like, you gonna use our finances? I'm like, no, nah, I got my own. Got my own, yeah. And uh, when they when they ran it, and the lady, uh, the guy came in, he was like, 
I showed him. He threw me the keys. Yeah. He was like, drive it. He was like, I'll nice. see you Monday. Yeah. He was like, leave that. I'll see you Monday. We'll do the paperwork then. And it made me feel good. But what really made me feel good was when my daughter got in the car. And she was just smiling. Like I'm like, what's wrong with you? She's like, daddy, this is nice. Like it's tight, yeah. It was tight. And then one of my partners, he not like a like an exciting kind of guy. Yeah, but he showed a different side of himself. Man, because he was like, man, I'm going to always root for you. Like all of y'all. <laughs> Excuse me. Because he always looked at it in the sense of like, I want to make sure that my people get on mm-hmm. and we all get on together. Yeah. So he was so super excited, bro, and everybody else was excited for me. And it was different. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, you're going to get cosigns. You're going to get buy here, pay here. You're going to get a little bucket, you know what I'm saying, where you you know if you move the door wrong, the window going to fall down or, you know, you know, people can't see you in your different cars or whatever. So that was cool. See, I didn't ever get no buy here, pay here. I used to all cash. It was cashed out? Yeah, my mama didn't believe in credit, so it was all cash. Yeah, okay. Bro. So when I got my first car. Yeah. I was with my uh, credit union for a while, so they messed with me. I had to come up with a little down payment, but it still, even that felt good. Yeah, because no, like you said, no cosigner or nothing. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? first apartment I had to get a cosigner. And you know I, what I'm saying, yeah. So, but once I got my first car, I think it was an '06 Cadillac. You didn't put it on Vogue's? Nah, 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 nah. I had I had an old school on um, Gangsta White Walls back in the day though. The seven Deuce on Gangsta White. Walls, okay, though, so. okay. I done had my share of Cadillacs, man. I ain't never getting another one. Though. Nah, I think I, I think I'm sold where I'm at with this yeah. with this uh, with this foreign lifestyle. It's kind of yeah. different, but it's uh, like I said, you take care of it, it'll take care of you. That's life. Take care. Right. Take care of life. Life is take care. Of you. No doubt. So um, when you look at like um, your daughter, you know, saying your bonus child now, when you're raising her, mm-hmm. what is some of the things that you do worry about, like for her growing up? Like, what's some of your fears? Not fears in the sense of, like, that'll happen, but just, like, things that you worry about. Man, society, period. Like right. They, they making things acceptable that I feel like kids shouldn't be exposed to. Right. And they putting them in cartoons, and they, you know what I'm saying? Even the music. Like, we had our share of music that was, that was you know what I'm saying, raunchy. Right, right, right. But we had to go find it. We had to go fishing for it. You right. Know what I'm saying? Now, every song, like, I can't even, she's 13, I can't even really ride with the regular songs because the men and the women, all they talking about is, Fuck this and fuck mm-hmm. that and like you know what I'm saying and I like I don't want to be responsible for exposing her to it but she's still gonna see it because it's YouTube you know what I'm saying I'm like how you know this song YouTube right so it's just basically the internet like that's what right. scared me the most like you can drop jewels and what I learned man is you just can drop jewels in your kids and hope they use them that's it like we don't own them right you know what I'm saying so once they get a certain age I tell them all once you get a certain age do what you want to do yeah we just born them for a little bit really yeah basically like once you turn 18 like hopefully hopefully you use you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what basically happened to me. Like, I just started remembering all the stuff my mama taught me, and mm-hmm. I started using it later in life. You know what right. I'm saying? Or even the things she didn't teach me that I just seen. All right, my mama would do this, or she would do that. So right, that's right. basically how I had to teach myself, because she died when I was 20. So I had to teach myself how to be a man. Pop right. didn't teach me nothing. So. Mm-hmm. so with Pops not being there, you know, since you said that. He was around. He was just wasn't there. But just not there, but around. Yeah. How did that change you versus when you see other people some people when their dads are there it helps them some people it hurts them depending yeah. on what it is how did how did it balance out for like, you honestly bro like just seeing the man that my pops is bro it, it helped me because i wouldn't want to be like him right but then as i got older i understood why he is like he is like i had to remember like dude had a life before me right and all that stuff affected him like he was the age i am now when i was born right so he had a whole life and so many losses he had losses 
parents, siblings, you know what I'm saying? And he never was able to get over that. So generational. Yeah, so once he became a father, all this stuff is still affecting him. You know what I'm saying? Not a, never dealt you know with it. Yeah, so I'm his only child. So he never know how to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think with that, with that, with that, a lot of times that residue that's left in that glass, yeah. we steady pouring it to the next generation. Yeah. Instead of cleaning the glass out. Yeah. It took me um shoot, last year, year before last, to see a therapist. Yeah. And I had to. Because mm-hmm. I was carrying so much weight, like of my father, of my mother, of everything, mm-hmm. and their generation and my grandparents and all of the different things. So I think after I start kind of looking at it and viewing it, man, I was going through a depression part. Yeah. I was I was suicidal in the thoughts of like, you know, you're young and you're looking at your life in your 20s and it's not what you pictured it to be. Yeah. And sometimes that, that tears you down. You're working for somebody. Mm-hmm. Instead of working for yourself, you feel like you're supposed to be the boss. And if you don't have that mind frame, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to want to move up in the company. I used to want to be every year, let me get a raise, let me get a new position, let me get this, let me get that. But after I started looking at the numbers and looking at the time that you spend giving somebody overtime or I'm salary, Tracking you really your time for money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then peace. Yeah. Your peace is, is everything. So it changed me in a sense because my dad, my dad was a blue collar, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Construction and then worked on cars, yeah. DJ, cut grass, everything. Hustle. Busted his ass. Just everything to this day. So even like when he retired, it was like, dang, bro, you did this for 30 some years. And to this day, Six o'clock in the morning, he's still up, still up. watching the news, tying his boots up, about to go get to it. Yeah. So, if you could give your your daughter an advice, any advice outside of like you know avoiding the YouTube and everything else, what would you give her advice on in life? Um, for one, um, watch your parents because she got a she got a cool mama. Okay, like her mama's venturing into entrepreneurship. Yeah. She got a cool pops that's venturing into it. So basically I tell you you can be anything you want to be. That's what's up. She's still at the age where she, you know what I'm saying, you know, they be smelling themselves at 13. Yeah. But basically you can be anything you want to be if you really just put the work in. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Don't be easily influenced. That's what I tell her. Yeah. Don't be easily influenced. Like those people, they're your friends now, but they might not be your friends forever. Right. And don't be the laughing stock. That's that's it. So don't let people entice you to do things that you know is wrong. Just to get a gig or a friend, like you don't need. Yeah, them. and I think that's that's something like with my daughter. I used to tell her all the time, like, "Man, you special," and she like, "Why I gotta be special?" But yeah. I didn't understand that when people was telling me, "Yeah, like you can do that," but that ain't really what you need to be doing. And it's like I was talking to like a like a mom. Uh, she's like a mom to me. One of my homeboys, uh, his mom. She was just talking to me, and she was just like, uh, "As a kid, I never worried about my son when he was with you." And I'm like, "That's a lot of pressure, you know? what I'm saying to have to walk down, but." She was like, because he was so busy trying to fit in, and you were so busy standing out, and you didn't even know it. Yeah. And I ain't, I natural, didn't never. Natural, yeah. yeah, it was just natural. And then as you start looking at it, and you look at the ones that, that was that way now, it's, they either begging, lost, mm-hmm. barely getting by, because everything was handed to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, on a silver spoon. Some people, they take it, and they make millions out of it. Yeah, but some, some people take the game around with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get so used to give me, give me, give me, and Ain't nobody here to give me no more. It's right, right, right. Struggle. Right, right, okay. So when you look at like your legacy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you as a person, what did you what do you want your legacy to be? Um my main legacy, man, is to be a great father and a great uncle. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got I don't even know how many nieces and nephews I got, but you 
I, I just seen the uh, the photo shoot. I just seen you drop the photo shoot and everything. I seen yeah, that. I got uh, but I'm focused now. My focus now. Like I think the kids is what can change the generational curse. Right, right. So it's them great nieces and nephews. I got about thirty of them. That mm-hmm. I just want to know, like your uncle was the coolest nigga ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so. I spend as much time with them as like it's so many of them. You can't be there all the time. But right, right, right. It's a few that I'm seeing almost every day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. I drop little jewels on them. You know what I'm saying. And but like, and it's gotta be cool to see you pull up on the scene and and jump out and and you like come on like how is that now that you get to be the uncle that maybe your uncles or you know OGs that you seen how do you feel now when because I I tell people all the time when people be like what's up OG I'm like bro I'm I ain't I ain't even that yeah. but like now you get that honorary and not because they gave it to you but because you earned it because yeah. you've seen a little bit more rain than other people my my man goes be opposite of what I seen growing up right like all my uncles was in jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? My pops weren't there. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to be there. You know that's what I'm dope. So when the kids have games and stuff, if I can show up, I'm showing up. Gotcha. And that's, and that's what I want to applaud this generation of parents for because, like, when we used to go to our games, like, we used to have to ride with other parents and stuff. You know right. I see so many mamas, they might not even know what basketball, they might not even know the rules, but they're at that game cheering for their kids. With a T-shirt on the yeah, back. This you know my baby. Yeah. yeah. So, and, it, and I see it so much. So I just want to applaud all the parents because I see it yeah. so much. That's cool. That's cool. That's that's real because when you look at it, you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of you didn't see a lot of parents then, but you do. You see everybody taking their kids to basketball games, baseball yeah. games, and putting them into different situations. Yeah. Making focus on what the parents do because parent the hardest part about being a parent is living your life and still being a parent. And these days, it's so hard that you gotta watch what you put on social media because your your kids like you might not allow your kids to have social media. But their friends might have it. Right. And then they might scroll and see you doing something. Like, look at your mama. Look at your daddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's another. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another. You don't want to be that one. Like, man, that's why your mama did this online. Like, yeah. you don't want to be that kid. So that's a balance because you still got to live your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, our 30s ain't the same as the 30s we was growing up. I thought 30 was old. Right. You know, 40, I thought that shit was old <laughs> growing up. Yeah, that's real. We're like a hip-hop generation. So we young until we 70. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and every year it changed because if either uh 40s the new 30 or 20 and all yeah, that, you say all that. You ain't got to say all that no more. You just, like our favorite rappers is old. Yeah. And they 40s. Yeah. But you can't tell because they still wear the same shit. We wear, do the, say the same. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Like it's just times have changed. Evolution is a motherfucker. That's real. That's real. That's real. I think that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I like it. No, I, and I, and I, I like do. It. And then I, even like when I hear like the young rappers, the young uh, cats coming out now. Everybody, even the R&B cast, I'm like, man, you ain't going to get the crooner no more. It's going to take another about another 10 years. Mike, you got a few. They don't get focused. Because what people don't realize, man, them, them late, that stuff is, is for marketing. Right. So they purposely playing this certain type of music. Yeah. But with the way music is now, you don't even have to listen to them. I go to Tidal or whatever, and I listen to what I want to listen to. I don't listen to the radio. Right. So if I don't want to listen to somebody, I just don't listen to them. That's what, that makes you know sense. What I'm saying? It, it ain't, back in the day, we was force-fed yeah, now I'm list to what I'm on list. I got my own playlist, and that's and that I think that's the dopest thing because I share mine, and everybody be like, "Boy, you old." Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Nah, I ain't old. I just this just what I like. This yeah. is what I think is dope. This is what I think is flawed. I think yeah. this is the best thing going. Yeah. And the stuff that I can take from, like, I'm gonna tell you though, real talk. Certain ones they, they still give me chills when I hear certain ones. Like, yeah. and I kind of like like the young cats. I like the babe, the yeah. little babies. Yeah, a lot and of them. That. A lot of them is dope. Yeah. yeah. I even like uh, I even like Rod Wave a lot. Rod Wave, Dirk. I listen to. Dirk. I like Dirk. I like Dirk. You know what I'm saying? Like so, you got to dig in between it to see the good ones. It's still right. It's some gems in that generation. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was garbage people in our generation. Right, right, right. People don't want to admit it. Right, right, right. Like even we talk about how these people dress, the little skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. People were doing that in our generation. 
Right. Especially in the 80s. Them dudes were feminine. <laughs> With the shirts open yeah. and the, the fishnet joint. See throughs, yeah. So. Yeah. Even Dr. Dre had it on a little bit. So, yeah, I got that. So, silver suit. Yeah, silver suit dancing. So, I think that that's cool, man. So, when you balance it out, man, and you looking at it and um, you start thinking about that, like, um, like what's some gems that you can give somebody that's like inner city? Like, would you, what would you tell them the best thing to do? You know what I'm saying? If you was living in the city and all you knew was your, your block, yeah. what's, the, like, what's some of them gems you would give them to them? Uh, man, travel outside of it. Okay. Get, get, get to know somebody that's the opposite of you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to look at people, like, say, from Grandview, like, at squares. But then I thought about it, and as I got older, I'm like, how can I blame them for being raised with a mama that got them out the hood? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then once you get outside the hood, you see different things, and then leave your city. Once you leave your city, you see how different the world is. Right. You stop judging people so much because everybody is they self. Yeah. So I just say, man, don't, don't, conform, don't be conformed to your hood. How old was you when you took your first trip? First plane trip? Yeah. Shit, 27. You remember where you went? Chicago. How was that? Was that just the fact that you was able to, did you book it and everything like that? Uh, it was cool. Me and my cousin had a show, actually. Okay. So we went to this underground show. Like, yeah. Like some eight mile type shit. Yeah. And it made us feel good because, you know what I'm saying, he had just started rapping and I was rapping for, you know what I mean, supporting him. So gotcha. we did our show and we had a homegirl down there. She was like our manager and she booked us a show and hopped on the plane and you know what I'm saying? Now he in Atlanta, so I didn't been in Atlanta seven, eight times. You know what I'm saying? So now it's different. But yeah. like, I wish I would have knew about all that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like coming up, they didn't. I didn't even know where the airport was. You didn't know where it was. Nah, like, we didn't go there. Yeah, like, we didn't go to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then a plane tickets is the price of tennis shoes. So right. Bought a plane ticket and just get out of here and go see some shit, but we wasn't thinking about it. Right, right, right. So that's why I got like niece and nephews in their early twenties and shit. They be taking trips. I'm living vicariously through them. That's, that's, I take a trip with them when I can, but I live vicariously through them, man. Like, live your life. Right. I think mine, uh, when I got to college, I was taking more trips because I went to LU. So I seen different people in different areas. We had Chicago. You had Florida Cash. You had you Ohio Flats. Yeah, so I, yeah. met, I met my people then. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and connections. And when you got those connections, man, it was like summertime. Instead of going straight home, I'm going with them. Yeah. And even like my first trip, it took somebody. She went to school down there. Yeah. So she told us like, "I'm gonna book y'all a show down here." Right. And she booked us a show down there. So it, yeah, it take you know what I'm saying? It take her. Right. Because even on my college visit, man, I got lost going down because because you used to six thirty five seventy. Yeah. Seventy one wasn't even a thing of Somebody existence. LU? Yeah. Now we hit the road to the colleges, all the colleges around. Yeah. We went to all them. No, I, I, we went, but as I when I was when it was time for me to leave. I packed my own. I had a little, little gray tempo with a white fender. With no GPS back then. No GPS. MapQuest was popping, but yeah. it was about 20 pages. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It was 20 pages you <laughs> flipping through. I remember I got to Columbia and thought I was at LU. Now nah, you had another 30 miles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> on that tricky highway. <laughs> on the, yeah. on the, little, on the, little, on the yeah, little curve. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm here. I'm looking around. I'm like this. So then when I got to the black school, it was smaller. It wasn't as big. And I met some cool cats. Yeah. I met some cool homegirls. And they, they really, like, everybody was, like, we was for each other. Like, everybody was together. So you remember going to somebody's door and knocking. Mm-hmm. Let me get some noodles. And then yeah. you got that bond. Let me play the game over here. Like, we going over to the girls' dorm, sitting in their lobby and talk stuff. So then I got the report. So now when I start traveling, I'm calling people, hey, I'm in your city. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, where you at? And they'll pull up. And or show you, show you around. Show yeah. you around. Because it's a hood everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty everywhere. It's, it's dirty everywhere. Everywhere the same to me. Yeah. That's the same. 
Yeah, but like I even had a fear of going to college. That's why I didn't go to college. What was like, the, what I'm was like, the fear? I'm like, I'm gonna get money. I'm gonna get haircut money. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get that. And that kept me from going to college. That's one of the reasons I didn't go to college. Yeah. I had a scholarship that I didn't use. Football, academics, uh, basketball. It was, it was sports. Okay, but it wasn't really. It was for. I went to a college for football, but I, I stopped answering the coaches' call, phone calls and everything. I just didn't want to go. Like my mom was so different back then. Right, right, right. So I my home, my two homies went. And it was supposed to be us three going to the same school to play football, but I'm like, nah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, because I think we all fear of it. We fear of the, like, not having. Because you see, my mama had a part-time job since I was 10. Right. From 10 until the day she died, she was working a part-time job. So I know she didn't have no money, so I had to go get my own. So I had to get a job and do whatever else I had to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of my fears. Yeah. So that kept me from going to college. I wish I would have had the college experience a little bit. Yeah. to meet new people. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, just and, to meet new people. And I tell my daughter all the time, I'm like, man, you can go anywhere you want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's HBC. I don't care if it's whatever. I want you to get the undergrad in HBCU if you can, and then get get your get your doctorate and your master's and stuff mm-hmm. at the big university so they respect you, but get that. Because yeah. a lot of my friends that I grew up with, we still tight, but I'm more tight with the people that I was in college with because we was all at that age of being yeah. like grown men, young men, young women, and we was coming together. Yeah, they tricked us with that no new friends shit. Yeah, like that's that's connections, that's networking. Right, you know that's like, big. That's you know what big. Saying? Like what I noticed, man. Now that I'm older, it's like I done met so many cats that was from a neighborhood that I wouldn't talk to when I was younger. Yeah, and I talk to them now, and they cool as hell. Yeah, they cooler than some of the cats that I, that was from my neighborhood. But the reason I didn't talk to him is because he from this neighborhood. Right, you know what I'm saying. And usually that happened in jail. Right, now it's happening through just you know what I'm saying. Who you know, parties, woo, woo, woo. house party. Like, oh, yeah, I know you. You and coolest niggas ever. You know what I'm saying. So that's. That's one thing I'm trying to get kids not to yeah. fall into. Yeah. Like, it's cool to rep your neighborhood, but we don't even own them blocks. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? We was fighting in clubs over blocks we didn't even own. We didn't own the house. Yeah. So. Man, I remember in high school, man, it was a, to come over, to come to Missouri. Yeah. was a field trip. Yeah. And then you had to worry about getting back. Yeah. We go into the basketball same, games. Same with Kansas. Yeah. We, we go into the basketball games, and it's like, we just coming over here to have a good time. And it's like, nah, y'all ain't about to come over here. Y'all ain't from over here. Y'all got to give them back. They used to see them tags, and it yeah. would be a problem, and then vice versa. They still try to do it these days. Yeah. Like, I don't really partake in the, the Kansas versus Missouri. It's so all I big. I don't partake in Me neither. We all the same, especially now with everybody working at certain jobs. Like, right. We, we the same now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably a little different, but for the most part, we the same now. Nah, that makes sense. I done met some, some of the coolest people I met from Kansas. Right, and then it's always a. I get. I think too, it's always a way to kind of keep us at a at a uh, keep us at bay from each yeah, other. Yeah. So you you judge each other based off of what you don't know. Yeah, we don't own these states either. That's how yeah. I get it. So they don't want none of us here. Yeah. So. Now nah, that's real. So that's real. Think with your people, man. Nah, I think that's dope, man. So when um when you when you when this is all um ten years from now, you know what I'm saying, and um you sitting back. What's your, what's the goal? Uh, shit, really to have a um, my main goal like photography, not my passion. Man, my passion is inspiring people. Okay. So by then, I want to have a few books out. Okay. So hopefully, travel the world, speaking to people, inspiring people, especially the youth, especially little, the, the young boys. Like, right. That's that's what I'm on. That's my kick, man. So I'm trying to figure out how to get it started. Really, like I started my book, mm-hmm. I've been slacking. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. like I said, you got to find that balance. So between working so much. I haven't sat down and wrote it. Like, I let a few people read what I wrote, and they like, nigga, finish. Because they've been asking me for so long to write my book because of everything they know I've been through. Right, okay. So I'm just trying to figure out how I want to put it out there. So 
I know you did five songs, but if you can give, you can give um, the youth or even adults three books that you would recommend right now that they listen to. What would those like book? Um, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Why? That it just it just it's uh it changed my life because he was me he was me. Yeah. Like he came from the hood. Yeah. And he started educating himself and realized he didn't have to be that way. Okay. So then you just see his transformation. He's so much of an icon now that most people don't even know Malcolm Little. That's what you know I'm saying. And then, of course, today they won't let you start as Malcolm Little and then become Malcolm X because, you know what I'm saying, like you 20, you make a mistake, they're going to try to keep it. It might be online, so it's going to travel with you forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he got to do that. So I say, I say that. Spot man, so many books. It's, it's just because I'm gonna tell you why. So I asked the five questions. I asked about books. I asked about things because they associate with feelings. Yeah, they associate they with times. You know what I'm saying? They associate with this. I may ask you this 20 minutes from now, and you're gonna have something totally yeah. different. But the fact of the moment, moment, living in the moment, in the moment. Uh, it's a book called Four Agreements. Like I love it. Tell me about it. It's um, it's a um, it's basically it teaches you how not to judge people for the most part. Like, okay. You know what I'm everybody is who they is. So it. It's just got it got four agreements. I can't remember it off the top because I didn't read it a couple of times. Right, right. But it's it's, it's a dope book. And uh, four agreements. Yeah, and I would say the Alchemist by Pablo Coelho. I got you. Yeah, that's that's a it's a it's basically telling about your life legend. Like you know, what I'm saying you can be whatever you want to be, but you gotta. Mm-hmm. We bought, we alchemists, man. We magical. Right, right. But people don't know you magical because they they didn't taught us that poverty is how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be broke. We ain't supposed to live in abundance, so you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah. So, nah, there will be three books I say: Four Agreements, The Alchemist, and the Autobiography of Malcolm X. I think um, my three: um, Kenny Barnes, The Dream Is Real. Um, I gotta get up on that. He was um, in the inter- in a, he was in the entertainment. He was in like you know some music in the industry, uh-huh. but he was from uh, DC. Okay, and. Uh, he he was playing basketball and like when he, his uh, forward while they rolled his forward. But he was, it was coming down to the end of the game, like on some movie type stuff. If you make the shot, you go to college, get a, you know what I'm saying, get a scholarship, do you do what you want to do. He missed the shot. Two girls sitting on the front row of the high school. They're like, if you would have made the shot, you would have been the man, right? His cousin goes to Atlanta. He's in the, in the streets. He goes to jail, gets a chance to go to his cousin. He goes around. This is like Freak Nick. This is like when Atlanta's at its peak. This is like Outcast just coming on. Mid-90s. Mid-90s. He builds his brand. He's down there with AG Entertainment. He's down there with all of them. He starts throwing parties. He gets hooked up with Diddy. He gets hooked up with Biggie and them, all of them. Later on, gets hooked up with Jay-Z, uh, Dame Dash, and all of them, even Mariah. I think he did the group, the Dream, the, the singing group. I think I heard it. So when he in the book, he said um, it was a part where uh, they used to get in rock, the rock chains or whatever way. And Nicole Ray wanted her chain, and she, uh, they was kind of playing mental a little bit with her. So in the mental part of it, he went to Dame, like, man, you know she's living for the moment of this chain. Everybody's looking for chain in that because that gives them the gratification that they made it to the rock. But then I think he was getting ready to leave, and Dame told him he owed some money to the to the people or whatever. So when he, when he told him that, instead of him believing what Dame said, he walked past the door, and the guy, the, the, uh, you know, the big guy was there. He was like, hey, man, do I owe y'all anything? He's like, nah, your debt is paid up. Yeah. So he was like, the dream is real, but in the sense of if you don't ask people, you won't know. You, won't know. you yeah. go off of somebody else. So like paid in full, 
gave the script to Dane. Just saved me a role. It just didn't work like that. But they cool. The whole the whole button up thing that was his thing. So it was all of those things, and I think he got um, he had a deal with Axe. When Axe was smelling real good at the time back then, he was one of the people. Uh, Belvedere, a couple other people had did a lot of stuff for him. You know, saying so he did a lot of stuff. And in the book, he had his birthday party, I think his thirtieth, in the Versace Mansion. They had never seen it. So I'm like, man, all of this stuff by just just dreaming, you know what I'm saying, just dreaming. Um, Tyrese is how to get out of my own way because it was a part in the book where he was talking about generations. said he was in the pool one time with his mom after he had made it. And he asked his mom about his grandmother, and she was talking. And as she was talking, he said, man, I ain't in the pool with my mom. I'm in the pool with my grandma. And his mom got out the pool, and she got attitude because she resented to be like her mom so much. So when she realized that she was becoming just like her mom, it messed her up. Like he was like, she's like, my, my mom kept a lot of guys around. My mom did this, did this. He was like, it's the same thing you was doing. Yeah, you don't see it though. You don't see it. Then it was another part he was saying how he was riding when he shot the Coca-Cola commercial. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have enough money to even sit on the bus. Yeah, I heard that story. You know what I'm saying? So that part and then riding down Baldwin Hills, he was in the Bentley or a nice car. So he looked over to the side. It was a dude sitting on the road with a Walkman on laughing and dancing. He was more at peace than he was in his life. I heard that story. Yeah, so that threw him, you know, saying that threw it off, man. So that was a good one. I read those two probably in like two or three days. It, it just, it messed me up because they were so good. Couldn't put them down. Yeah. And um, those be the ones. Those be the ones. And then probably a traveler's gift. Mm. Traveler's That's gift. Traveler's Gift was a book where it was di- it was in different parts of, of the uh, history mm-hmm. where you had, like, around, like, uh, when Hitler and Nazis and all that stuff like that and the Jewish thing all of that. So it was the the guy was, like, a businessman, and he had lost his job. But he didn't want to tell his wife or whatever what happened to him. When he told her, he had, like, what would be like an accident. But when he woke up, he was going to all these different times in life mm-hmm. where history was changed. And if they didn't go through those things, excuse me, <coughs> they wouldn't know what it was and what it wasn't. So at the end, he ended up coming up on top because one of his inventions made it what it was. But it was like he went, he went and seen like Anne Frank. He went and he went to Abraham Lincoln. He was talking to Abraham Lincoln about like the whole slavery thing. And he's like, I don't want to go out here and tell these people this, but I got to tell them this, and I got to be honest with them about this. He went to the Bible and you know with, with uh you know with the king. Mm-hmm. He was sitting around different times or different you know some situations. But it was a book that showed you if these people don't do what they want to, what they got to do, even like Henry Ford and different stuff like that, the presidents and all of that. Like as far as like making World War One, World War Two, and all of that stuff like that. So it was one of them type of situations. So the book right there it just told me keep going. So it was kind of one of them things that helped me to say like, hey bro, if you don't do it. You're going you gonna to wish you did do it. So it was a good one. I think that would be the one I can do. So we didn't have a good, a real good conversation, man. But I want to ask you, and I ask everybody this, just because with this COVID stuff, with life, we take a lot of things for granted. You see what I'm saying? So one day you wake up, and you got a group of people that you're around. And they say the five people you spend the most time with and you're around are a reflection of you. I do believe it, but I don't believe it because it's just what it is. But right now, your emergency contact, who would that be? Your emergency contact, something happened. One? Right. right now, if you had to call somebody right now, who the first person you call? Uh, my 
two sisters. Okay. So is it, two, that's what I put down for everything, my two sisters. Okay. Why? They just there for me. Yeah. They always been there. No you know doubt. It would be my three sisters, but I lost one in twenty seventeen. Got gotcha. you. Just my two sisters. And if those two were to change and you couldn't do it no more, who else would be? Uh my niece and her husband. That's dope. That's what I spend time with every day. That's dope. I go over there every day. So it's okay. like my little brother and sister. Right. So it would probably be them. Mm-hmm. I got a, uh, my cousin Twan in Atlanta. Right. Like I talk to him. Like I don't talk to a lot of people. Right. So those are the ones. That's who I talk to. Got you. Got you. That's dope. So, like I said, I asked it just because it changes, and we gotta we gotta think ahead. Mm-hmm. You gotta think ahead. You gotta have some people in your phone that's really you know if you press talk, they come in, no questions asked. Yeah. What you got like coming up? Like what what's what's coming up outside of traveling? We already said you're going we're gonna see the world a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like what else you got coming down the pipeline? Main focus is to get that book out here. So okay. I have to work on that book and figure out how I can start inspiring the world. Gotcha. That's my, that's my main goal now, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of. I ain't gonna say it's hard because you know what I'm saying that's that's a stigma. Right. You know, it's, it's trying to figure out how I want to do it because you know we come from a city where they they don't forget who you was, so it's hard to reinvent yourself sometimes. So it's just figure out how to step back and recreate myself. Gotcha. So basically, yeah, that book, man. So we're gonna push the book. Yeah. So I so I gotta I gotta do it like a temperature check in like ninety days. Hit you and see where we at. Man, check on me, man. I I can need I need some accountability partners. Okay. And do you think that that's needed? Like as far as like like men? Partners? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like I've been wanting to put together a man's group where we can get together and you know talk about stuff that we don't. Yeah. Talk about like we too hard for ourselves. Man. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I've been wanting to do that. I mean, I know why I think it is, but why do you think we too hard for ourselves? I was raised, bro. We was raised to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like women express themselves. Women call their girlfriend, "Hey, woo, woo, woo." Around our homies, we had to hire somebody say like, "You not, you really not who you are in the hood. You just who you who you think you're supposed to be." Right. You know what I'm saying? So you go outside and you got to be tough because this is a tough neighborhood. Gotcha. You like you missing out on being a lawyer, a doctor, or this because you want to be a gang member. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we grew up. So we wasn't expressing ourselves, and we didn't see no men around expressing themselves. Like right. we didn't even. I didn't even. We didn't get. We, or the women in our family didn't even express themselves growing up. Like our mama, then we knew she loved us, but she didn't just tell us she didn't tell she you. loved us every. Nah, we didn't hear that. And we we were like like that, man, because I can tell you, as a kid, it probably wasn't until my mom got married, mm-hmm. where I can tell you there was ten times that she said, "I love you first. Mm-hmm. And, I, don't even, I don't even remember none. And I used to, I used to, it used to throw me off because my dad, even after he whooped us, either after whatever, he always told me he loved me. My mom, her parents, so we go with yeah. DNA. So when you say, like, a, it's a Dalmatian, no matter how many times you rub that dog, it's got them spots on it. You, can't, you can cut the hair off or whatever, it's going to come back, right? It's going to come right back. So my mom's family, they gave her Sears cards, Montgomery Wards, venture credit cards. That was love. Yeah. My dad's family, it was 14 of them. The love was them being around the table. You see what I'm saying? So, and my dad used to always be, he'd be big on, like, I love you. So now when I talk to my kids, I'm big on I love you. Yeah, I'm big, I'm big on that with everybody. Yeah. Like friends, family. Right. Like, I don't leave without, like, I used to be the person I'd come to the function, and i will leave. I used to leave without saying bye. Yeah. And then one day, then my sister told me, like, you just like your mama. Like, you Ooh. show up, and then you just leave. Like, mama, you should just leave. So then from that day, I made a conscious effort to tell everybody I love you, hug you. Yeah. All the nieces and nephews mm-hmm. hug you. Like, I don't let my daughter get out the phone without saying I love you. Like, yeah. Like that. You know what I'm saying? Homies. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you, you got to, I think we got to yeah. break that mold. 
and I'm big on like I don't say bye. I say I see you later. I you later. I yeah. say I say yeah. I say yeah, every say time. And and I'm I got talking that from John Q. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I see you later. So it was always a thing like with me because like when you say bye, I feel like that's the end. Like that's the end of the friendship. That's the end of the moment. If I say bye to you, we we parting ways. We ain't never we ain't never coming back again. So I don't say bye, man, because I didn't seen some days where I didn't say even I see you later, and you get a phone call. And I'm like, man, that's my homeboy. He gone now, and I ain't even get a chance to talk to him. Or are you holding grudges that you didn't have to hold? Yeah. And see, I try not, I try not to hold grudges. You know what I'm saying? I try not to get angry with people no more. You know what I'm saying? Right. A story I ain't never told. Like when my mama passed, like she uh, she left for work on a Friday. Okay. We had got into it. Like we she cussed me out. Right. So we didn't say bye or I love you or nothing. I last thing I remember, she went out the door and I threw the remote and broke the remote. You know what I'm saying? Later that day, she called me talking about she got a headache, so my sister went and got her and uh, took her to the hospital. Right. And she died on that Sunday. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to, you know what I'm saying, get, right. get into it because you never know. You never know. Like, you never know. I mean, of course, you're human, so you're going to have your human thoughts, but I don't. It's probably only one person in this world that I probably can't forget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else, I ain't got no vendettas. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing. I want to see everybody win. Whether yeah. they... Whether they're around me or not around me, I want to see everybody win. Everybody's like every single part. People that I don't like, I'll, I'll be yeah. I'll be happy when I see their accomplishments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that means mine next. Yeah, that, and I and I really believe that. And it was some older cats that told me that, like, man, if you don't celebrate people, you will never be celebrated. Yeah, and you will never unlock the door because it's kind of like your hand is, you know, yeah. saying it's closed. You can't see, get nothing. And, and I learned that just say doing photography. Like, man, when I first started, like a lot of the people that was doing it wouldn't wouldn't fuck with. Me. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because they was just, you know, what I'm I don't know if they thought I was gonna try to take that spot, but mm-hmm. they would not fuck with me. Mm-hmm. So now what I do, I make sure that anybody that reach out to me, yeah, what you need, you need to come on shoot with me, you need one on one, like I do it all, bro. Like ain't no love lost, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And it's a guy that I um shoot, I shoot my weddings with, like his wife, his wife. He told me his wife is like, he do all this and ain't no jealousy. And he was like, nah, this is genuine. Yeah. Like that's my little bro now, you know what I'm saying? Like, All right. Even, even even bro right here. Like, yeah. And he reached out to me like, never been no hatred, man. I'm gonna see you. I'm because I'm gonna see you some people. So many people in the city can't shoot everybody. Right. But I'm what I'm gonna hog everybody for it. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think people need to do that in every field. The more you link, the bigger you can get. Yeah. And then you know it's a, it's a melting pot, and that's how um, that's how me and bro was, man. Because I remember when he first started shooting, man. My dog was sitting. There. We used to work together. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in the cubicle. That's how I met. That's how we met at the spot. I worked out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he was sitting there. He's like, "Man, you know I'm playing with this camera," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What? You, uh, I need you to take some pictures for me." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "Bro, I don't even know what the charge is." I said, "Bro, I, ain't, I don't argue at Macy's, Facts. so I ain't gonna argue with you." Facts. So from That's that the day, you stuck with the charge. <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest so part. from that day forward, man, every time I talk to my guy. I don't know what to charge you, bro. And he always tell you, like, bro, I appreciate you because you sent me some business. I respect people like you the most because I respect my people that stayed down through the, the times where I was done figuring it out. Yeah. So you look at their pictures like, that's just trash. Yeah. But now they still there. Yeah. Ten years later. That's real. Like, them is, them is, they family. I don't even call them clients. That's, that's family. That's, that's how I look at this you know podcast. That's, that's my family. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. And I think because, like, now with, with, us, with us coming together and collabing on this, it got him because he was he had reached not his peak, but he was at the top of where he at now. You're at the top of where you at, so it, it needs something new. So he like, man, I'm I'm all aboard, mm-hmm. and it was weird because when I called, 
my dude was like, man, I've been reading up on this too, and I've been thinking about this too. He's like, man, let's do it. It wasn't no like, uh, let me think about it, and I'm going to get yeah, back with you. Uh, he was like, hey, press the button, let's go. Yeah. And I think I sent him, uh, you know, sent some audios of like some stuff I had done. He's like, man, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And we trade books. We yeah. trade knowledge. We trade parenting skills and all of that. that. You need that, man. So uh, before we get a, get ready to get up out of here, man, you got any, like, uh, like your website? You want to promote your website as far as what it get, you, get at you at? My website under construction now. Okay, so where, where they got to see you? On, uh, my Instagram is T underscore B underscore shooting. Okay. Without the G at the end. Okay. And, of course, uh, Facebook is Sir T. Irvin. Okay. Reach out to me. I'll talk back. Okay. All right. Any any uh any motivation you want to give anybody like you know any like thing you quote you live by whatever before we get ready to get out of here? Um, man, the quote I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna go to uh, people that lost somebody. Like man, you know what? What helped me get over? What helped two quotes to help me get over? I ain't gonna say get over to help me cope. Cope, yeah. Uh, like people ask me why do I post my people so much? They say because yeah. I don't want them to die twice. You know what I'm saying like because a lot of people just get out of here. Never, they family never talk about them again. So you'll die twice. You'll die in the physical form, and then you forget. In memories. Your family, your great, great, greats that we talked about, they don't even know who you are. Hey, man, I like that, bro. So, and then the other one is live for them or die with them. Gotcha. So them is, them is my two quotes that I, man, that's that I live that, by, man. That's major, big brother. We're going to get up out of here, man, again. I appreciate you, bro. Anytime you want to come back through, hang out with me, man, do whatever, yeah, man. I'm there, man. Man, I don't anytime. I don't care what it is, what it's not, bro. I appreciate you so much, bro. Appreciate so, and uh, like I tell y'all all the time, man. Uh, until we see each other again, man. May God be your direction, and we be your seatbelt, or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Uh, be cool, be safe. We're gonna get up out of here, y'all. I need it for growth and closure. Be real with it.